Hello and welcome to the Carbitrage Podcast, episode 165. I am Eric Berger, joined as always by my co-host Ryan Sinitsky. Hello. Hey. Sorry, hey. I, like my webcam is positioned just so you can get a wonderful view of like the trash can that's overflowing next to my bed because I just. I thought we were having technical difficulties, so I'll take this over that. And then Jana's also with us. Hello. <laughs> Hello. I'm trying to use press to talk, and hopefully that works. So far, so good. <laughs> oh good. my god, it is... I'm podcasting from the office upstairs, and it is a billion degrees in here. I don't understand how Corey just does that all the time. I don't know. I haven't turned the AC on yet this year. I probably should, because we're in, what, almost June? But Yeah, we're getting up to, like, AC being on time of the year. Uh, but I think a lot weird. of it has to do with the fact that he has a 16-core and a 6-core computer, and I have a 12-core and a 16-core computer just on I, I'm here. I'm ruining <laughs> the video by trying to repo, like, reposition my webcam, so it's not, like, totally disgusting looking. This looks a little bit That's better. Terrible. Now all I can see is walls. It's, it's good. Yeah, oh, there we go. Now you can see Janet and the wall, and it's, like, a cool, edgy <laughs> angle. It's edgy than <laughs> bismuth. Yeah, if, if I wasn't recording i was not wearing anything up until ryan was like all right we're doing the podcast and i was like oh there's a onesie next to me i guess i'll wear that now so i might just leave because it gets too hot in here but we'll see fair enough well, no, i just i just because you're offended I'm, by this i muted myself for a second just to make sure you didn't get a whole bunch saw, of weird echoing stuff. i saw you muting your mic with your hand like, it was like i heard jana talking and i heard it through the headphone and it's i didn't find over here Oh, it came, it came through. I'm not going to do that any further then. So this is new that we're doing this because, yeah. Um, yeah, we're still going another another week of these at least just until things yeah. cool down yeah. a little bit more. So. Well, it's just, just with Jana being an essential worker, um, she doesn't want like anything that I might be immune to. She doesn't want to like give to you or anything. So that's kind of why we're just kind of trying to be as careful as possible. You know. I mean, Jana's gifts are usually pretty good, but yeah, I guess COVID would be less good. It'd be a bad gift. Yeah, kids are um, a, you know, one of the not asymptomatic carriers, and I'm with them every day, and I'm getting new students next week, so I think I'm just gonna like bow to the podcast for a little bit until, you know, that gets all sorted. Just because I don't, I don't want to give it to people on accident, and it's just not fun that How I don't get to have a choice. Dare you be proactive? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Well, the good news is, remember how I had that delicious hazy IPA uh, last episode that I loved? I do recall, yes. And how the guy was just over-explaining hot profiles? Well, I have the other version, which is the version 3 of this IPA, which okay. looks delicious. So I'm going to crack this giant can open. Alright. And I have a Miller High Life. That's really good. Version 2 is way better. Hmm. Way better. This one's a lot more um, acidic and citrusy. It tastes more, more almost like a, it, almost like a IPA, uh, like a hazy IPA and a sour put together. Hmm. Which, I mean, it, it, it tastes good. It's well, as long as the bite is from the sour and it's not from, you know, uh, hops, essentially. Well, yeah. it's, not, it's not super hoppy. It's hoppier, but it's not, like, surly furious where you just want to jump off a bridge as soon as you're done drinking. I was going to say, well, my entire Motorplex fridge is basically just IPAs now because I oh, don't gross. drink them. Yeah. 
And people just give them to you. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Why do people give IPAs to people? I don't know anybody that actually like enjoys IPAs. Like most of the time, I see somebody drinking an IPA. They're like, I was given this. I don't know. I, I do know some people. Pros, but... like IPAs. So the people that are typically going to bars are like, man, you gotta try this IPA, and everyone else is like, mm. it's, it's, it's people the that want to people in. that previously drank Millers and like like Coors and stuff, but like now like it's not cool to have that. If you drink that, you're like an alcoholic. So they sound like more sophisticated. So I just grab an IPA because they have no flavor palette and they, the, they just happen to be drinking a Surly Furious. That sounds so, IPS. Right. Yeah, IPS suck and people <laughs> drink them suck too. Anyway, um, speaking of last episode, uh, we were talking about car cultures in Africa. We were indeed. And nobody gave a response to like what the cool car in Somalia was. I didn't have a chance to ask anybody else. Um, but I was able to get an answer um, about what car culture is like in Somalia. Okay. Uh, so I asked a guy we went to high school with, um, Mustafa Farah, a really, really super nice guy. Um, and his dad uh, spends a lot of time in Somalia. And his dad said that, uh, like, Toyota Land Cruisers are huge, of course. Okay. And, like, other like well specced out like Toyota pickups, so like the American market Toyota pickups are like super well specced, hmm. and then Land Rovers. And that coincides like a that. lot with what we heard from other parts of Africa, actually. So yeah, like, yeah, like, basically the places in Africa where it's like the roads aren't the greatest yet, where basically where China hasn't you know repaved all the roads for them. Well, yeah, we had so. seen countries where really high option spec was prevalent. We had seen countries where like large body on frame Toyota trucks were kind of the hotness. Uh, we've seen countries there where American stuff is super big, although that was mainly pony cars. I don't think we heard much yeah. about like F-150s and Silverados. Well, it's it's not really those that are big and small. It's like the like the Toyota, like the, the Tundra, like a fully spec'd out Tundra, okay. would be like the big hmm. pimp and pickup to have if you were to have a pickup. Otherwise, you would just have a Land Cruiser. So. I was going to say, my Somalian neighbors seem to gravitate toward Toyota. They've had yeah, well, three Toyota's Toyota great. since they moved in. Well, you know, my neighbor Henry, he's from Somalia, and he used to be a bush mechanic, and he like he's like, yeah, I'd have my buddy sit on top of a car with a rifle in case any like, lions or any like any of the predators come and try to eat me while i'm like putting a transmission in this truck like on the side of a dirt road in the middle of the bush real talk <laughs> and, and i'm like and that's why you chose to buy a volvo xc90 to do a transmission job because it's a lesser evil than being eaten while doing that <laughs> barely but yes that is a lesser yeah it's evil. like he's like yeah I mean, it's like at least not to fear for my life just my time <laughs> oh my god well that's that's pretty neat i mean that's it seems like a much more expected reply based on the countries that that article did cover really well i'd love to go through potentially at some point and find the other countries where it's like not enough data is available for that i'm like no dude there are definitely people there there's definitely data person yeah, just ran there... out of time doing their research yeah that's pretty much it and it's like if there's 10 people that own a car in a country you know at least two of them are trying to figure out who's got the faster or the cooler one. Oh hell yeah and they're that's finding like 10 the most people. abandoned road with the smoothest tarmac yeah exactly that's why there's 10 <laughs> people all own cars instead of one person owning one big car like they right. want to have their own car right absolutely so, anyway that i just thought we should do a follow-up on that and keep the continuity of this going because actually people are asking me because <laughs> they were really curious <laughs> Like, no, seriously, I need to know what it's like in Somalia. I'm like, okay, fine, mm-hmm. I'll find out. Like, 
It's what the podcast is about. It's just weird automotive facts that you can share at a bar and bore people away from talking to you. <laughs> so I want to talk about something based in the United States, and it's a little bit less fun, I guess, than uh, a big pile of high-spec tundras. There was a man okay. in Middle Michigan that had a massive collection of Fieros, and yeah, the floods, yeah, the, uh, the floods completely destroyed his collection. Oh no! And they were all like, he didn't just have any Fieros; he had like every cool version of it, like all these cool like kit cars that were based off of them, all these super limited edition like high spec ones. I was gonna say that's a really late GT in a rare color. Oh no! Some of these photos are just so sad. They're, you know, yeah. Some of them are just buried in like mudslides. And oh yeah, the official pace car. Luckily, I think that was a I mean, uh, that was a Iron Duke version. I think the pace car was. The the I guess you know to try and be positive in, in some way. This is a lot more replaceable of a car collection than other collections could have been. Yeah, and I don't think they're completely destroyed. I mean, they're going to take yeah. significant restorations, but. I do think. Yeah, and I think well, the the Fiero community is also really tight as well because mm -hmm. it's kind of like the Cadillac Elante community. Oh my god! They know that they're the weirdo in the room, <laughs> so they all like hang out with each other and don't know each other. So I'm I would sure be surprised. No trouble finding if chassis harnesses. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I would be surprised <laughs> if this guy's just left out in the cold. I mean, so Fiero owners, you should really go and help out this guy that runs the Fieros forever because I mean, his collection you're gonna want to see get put back on the road it's the biggest collection of heroes you know if Felix. it was like the, like it's not like the corvette collection where that would have been like a disaster to try and like right. put back together well yeah, here's because, a one-off c4 like oh great yeah like see <laughs> here's a c1 like feely that has like it was like all specked out to be one of one right like, like really i, I can't find it, parts but... for this weird one of one hillborn i'm sorry that just doesn't yeah. exist anymore exactly and, and even then like it, it, yeah, that would be really rough. And so, it's at least better, because the Fieros, when they... That was kind of the era where when they would do a special edition, they'd kind of phone it in. Which... <laughs> True. It was, yeah, it was just you know, parts bin cars, for the most for, part. For, for a long time, people were saying that rudely, but now I'm actually saying that politely, where it's like, thank God you can rebuild this collection. <laughs> because, <laughs> like, it would really suck if you couldn't. Pretty much. So... Yeah, um, no I unique think stuff. It's just all parts bin and different combinations of stuff that was super rare. Yeah, and then I, I think another thing that is going to be more of an issue is, like, the kit cars, because there's that one that's got the uh, Lamborghini Diablo vents in the rear. But, I mean, like, that's mostly fiberglass, so, like, a good body shop and a hefty budget could help out. But... And there's probably a lot of photography of these cars, too, which goes a long way in restoration. Also, I'm Huge. guessing it was insured, hopefully, for a flood. But man, yeah, yeah really. I hope he gets paid out by the insurance company so he can at least start his projects over again. Yeah, that would be that's just a rough story. I mean, it's any, it's any enthusiast nightmare. It's like even if you're not in the Furos, you can still understand how horrible that was. Yeah. Um. So, you know, the guy looks best, like Santa Claus. Why would you want to do that to Santa Claus? Yeah, exactly. The guy looks like a great guy. Um. But you know, also speaking of terrible things having mm -hmm. happened, um, <laughs> I need to say. What the fuck is wrong with Volkswagen? Oh, I mean, a lot of things, like the 2.0T, uh, the 3.0, the 4.2. They, well, they've, they've outdone themselves. Because, you know, that Volkswagen has this, like, aversion to positive PR. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, Dieselgate is just 
That's what yeah. I think of them for now. Exactly. <laughs> like they're known for like shit. <laughs> Before Dieselgate, they're still known for. Oh yeah, they garbage. had. Un- they were like the original unintended acceleration people too, and stuff yes, like that. Yes, Audi. Yeah, the <clears throat> Audi E5000. People yep. forget about that because Toyota had the big problem, but I mean they did it. Um, so they've outdone themselves. I think that this is just like a rogue agent that was working at Volkswagen, but like how this was able to get onto their Instagram is just beyond me. They had a super <laughs> racist ad that was on their. Uh, Instagram for like a couple hours last week and basically what it is is um, it's a one second I'm going to bring this up on my tall screen so Jana can see it in real time as well um, it's a black man who parks his new golf and uh, uh, then a giant white finger takes him and pushes him out of his car picks him up by his head and throws him into a restaurant Called, it's called Petite, Petite Colon. Yeah, <clears throat> which means the little colony. Um, wow. And then when the new golf title comes up, Der Nuit Golf, mm-hmm. it oh, comes yeah. up in the first few letters that are visible on screen is the German spelling of the N-word. Hold on, let me... It's about seven to eight seconds where it's at that. G E R. Oh no, that's just. <laughs> yeah, it comes up with the, the words that are. Oh, oh. Yeah, it's really bad. <laughs> wow, that Volkswagen posted that. That was on their official Instagram. Um, like somebody at the company did that, like obviously without getting it okayed. Um. And it ended up on their official Instagram. That's just... I have no idea why nobody's talking about this. But that's like... If there was... If you had any doubt if Volkswagen's a company that you should invest in, purchase, support... I I feel like this kind of sums them up as a company. Where they just have such little control of what's going on with their company. Even if this wasn't okayed they were able to get this posted onto their Instagram before somebody noticed. Wow. Like, what the hell is wrong with them? I don't know, but that is... I didn't even notice that text-fill thing that I paused. Oh, yeah. It's bad. Like, even if it didn't say that, just the black dude coming out of the car getting flicked into a restaurant, like, Mm -hmm. by a white hand. Well, and the restaurant, like you said, is called The Little Colony. That's, like, that's kind of an allusion to, like, slavery. Exactly. Like, even if you didn't have the little... Even without the spelling or anything, just the white hand alone, that on its own, that's enough for, like, you can get in trouble in America doing that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And then you put Little Colony, okay, that's bad enough. And then the literal N-word comes up on the screen for a brief moment. It's just like, what? (laughs) Is it just um, somebody that's, like, so frustrated in the ad department who's just on his way out? (laughs) <laughs> and he's like, I'm gonna take the company down with me. Seriously, wow. That is like very wildly good. This is awful. This However, is... I have to say the Mark Eight Golf actually looks pretty good. And a five door. Yeah, case. I mean yeah, as a car it looks pretty decent. I just I, I know that it to me it sure looks like a, a Volkswagen. So Yeah, it looks like a Volkswagen, so it looks like electrical issues and just like <laughs> poor axle oh, design. Don't get me wrong, I'm sure it will be a dreadful car. I'm just saying it looks relatively Guaranteed. nice. So. 
guaranteed to be a dreadful car. Segwaying so. on cars that look relatively nice, kinda. I was actually yeah. following uh, earlier this week, uh, like a two thousand, a late two thousand two Nissan Murano, and yeah. I was behind it for a little ways, and then I passed it to take my exit, and I'm like. If you facelifted the taillights and the headlights on this thing and put a little bit different wheels on it, you could sell it today as a brand new car. So yeah, that kind of prompted well, also, the question, like, what cars, not even just from, like, right now to 2010, but, like, what cars could have been sold 10 years after they were actually sold? Okay. So just cars that... That could effectively like, look... They looked good and modern enough to be sold 10 years after. So, like, an NA Miata looked 90s enough that was a 90s car in 1990 right okay so yeah like an na miata if you put like open you know like shrouded headlights on it and updated the taillights and wheels you could definitely have sold that in 99 which is essentially excuse me what they did with the mb yeah okay well that makes my list a lot better i'm just looking like the sheet metal itself and potentially the interior but yeah i I thought that 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 murano aged actually really well even though it's a dread excuse me a dreadful dreadful vehicle yeah, the V235 CVT. It was terrible. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, it was actually a teal Murano cross cabriolet with Ooh. a tan top. It looked almost okay for a cross See, cabriolet. Cross cabriolet? Color, that's worth yeah. saving. If I wasn't okay. just like totally disgusted by the vehicle, I would have been like, huh, I like that. But I was repulsed, so I looked away immediately. <laughs> that is totally fair. But I, I was curious, I, it looks like, Ryan, you had a couple of responses too, but uh, yeah, that first-gen Murano was on my list of, yeah, you could have definitely sold that in 2012. Nobody would have really given it a second glance had they not, you know, released it in 2002. Well, also, we should state that, I mean, N- Nissan, I mean, it's, it's a Nissan. <laughs> like, you, any Nissan made in 2004 is only marginally, the only reason it's any worse than a brand new one is because it's 10 years old. Like, they're I mean, identical mechanically. In everywhere. Look so. at a lot of other makes, though. I mean, Nissan had a really huge and bold, like, styling push in 2002. So, like, that Altima came out. That was a huge advancement from the late 90s one that it was replacing. That's massive. Like, yeah. that still looked modern through its, like, facelift update in 2011. So, that was huge. That's very good. The Murano, the yeah. Maxima. I mean, they really... The styling wasn't, like, great, great, but it aged really well. Yeah. Well, I think... Um... This is a really good way to talk about cars that didn't have necessarily a timeless design, mm-hmm. but a design that really kind of like broke the mold. Yeah. Something that, yeah. you know, like really they created <laughs> the new look before the new look was the thing, you know? Like when, like a 91 Celica, come to think of it, is a great example of yeah. that. The, yeah. Like, and the MR2 those, even. Yep. Yeah, the MR2. Those. Because, like, at the same time, like, or uh, my roommate's Previa. Yeah. Um, that was a 1990 Previa. Mm-hmm. And, like, when you look at his 1990 Previa and my 1990 Cressida, you would not think that those two cars existed on oh, the God, same no. dealership lot Mm-mm. at the same time. Because a Cressida, like, it looks like an 87 Camry. Like, a big-ass 87 Camry. Well, you think about like, it. You could, you could buy a big bumper E30 convertible and an 850i six-speed at the exact same time at a BMW exactly. dealership. Like, what? Really? So there's there are some cars where you know it's really easy to get these cars like right at the beginning of a decade, mm-hmm. you know like the 2012s or so or even the right. 2002, those cars. Um, but actually, what my first choice um, was actually one that you had as well. I saw on your list the Suzuki Kazashi, mm-hmm. and I Arbitrage would say that would car. be yeah that car could be sold today. 
Mm -hmm. like, I think so, that, yeah. With no updates, I think it could be. Beautiful car. Like, I see him, and I'm like, we, me and Jana saw him yesterday, I think. And I said, like, that's going to be my do next Do you guys get buying. as excited as I do when you see a Kazashi? Oh, for sure. Fully intend on buying one for my next car. I jam my car into cruise control and just rage find my cell phone to snap a picture of it every time I see one. <laughs> <laughs> They're great cars. Um, another one that actually I think was a really great looking car that really kind of aged super well. The CP3 Generation Accord. So if you copy and paste that into Google, I'll come up with exactly which one that is. I like I that as a Honda, so I can get you the exact trim level from just the chassis code. It's readily available. Oh, yeah. Yeah, those came out in like, 2008, and yeah, that, yeah. that style's very... I agree. 12. Yeah. And those honestly aged better than the ninth generation, North American Accord. Mm -hmm. So what that was, that was, yeah, it was the eighth generation. Uh, Daisuke Sawai uh, designed it in 2005, which was even more mind-blowing. Wow. That was a 2005 design. Um, but yeah, very, very cool car. Um, it, especially the, and also the coupe aged like super well. Like if mm -hmm. you see a, a cord coupe of that generation, especially the facelift cars, mm -hmm. and you put those next to a modern Honda Civic, like, and you say, which one's a Civic? <laughs> you wouldn't be able to tell. Like they're the same car. They should have just transitioned it over to Civic and kept selling it. Yeah, seriously. Like, that's a great car. Would have made a great Civic. I also think that was the last generation. Yeah, it was the last generation with a V6 uh, manual, if I'm not mistaken. Because I don't think the next generation had the. In the sedan, V6 I think you're right. The coupe, I'm not positive. Okay, yeah, actually, so sorry. I just looked up. The next generation could get a V6 coupe manual. Yeah, I think the generation. coupe lived on with the six speed option a little longer. Yeah, so. Um, but I mean. Yeah, the more modern ones, you had to go with the, the K series and the L series to get the manual. It was but, a really good car. Um, yeah, that was. I remember seeing those in like 2007 because they were 08 model years. I'm like, wow, yeah. that's yeah, that's like, pretty good. I'm, <laughs> I'm really surprised that you don't see those done in like a VIP style as much as you do. Well, not yet. Because anyway. like that, that would be a really good car. I mean, it's that car's. I don't see why anybody would do you know a TL instead of that because that looks honestly. I like that more in the TL in that same era. Mm -hmm. So, oh god, um, yeah, that was a can opener era on the TL. Yeah, yeah, but the the Acura tooth, the, the yeah, the, the mono tooth. <laughs> <laughs> like they, they called it the like clock beak or whatever. But it looks like a big ass tooth. Like that's all it was. Um, Not a another fan of one. That style. Uh, Janny, you'll be a fan of this car. Uh, the Edward Cullen mobile, the Volvo C30. That's a car. Ooh, I do really. I agree with that one a lot. Um, one of my uh, kids' grandmas had that car, and every time I saw it drive-in i almost thought it was a different vehicle just because like you know i got to see it from all sorts of angles and every time i saw it i was like "Ooh, i really like that car and i'm like wait i've seen this car a million times and it's especially impressive because it's basically a ford focus underneath mm -hmm. yeah um, it's a really good car i like that what a lot. i don't like about the c30 and there's only one thing and it's not the car's fault is volvo canceled their r division the year before this car came out yes. True. So we lost exactly. the S60R and the V70R six speeds to get mm -hmm. this. So that's why I resent the C30. But yeah, I do like it. <laughs> well, it's the thing is, like, they made an R edition because that's they made a Polestar the last year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so yep. they had 253 horsepower, yeah. which is would be a rocket on this car. But um, I really like the one-piece glass tailgate. Yes, it's beautiful. One of the, my favorite tailgates ever put on a vehicle. I agree. Um, that's a really great design. I honestly would say you could have marketed the, that car for another 10 years. 
like that car could have been discontinued two years ago, I think. Oh yeah. yeah if I, if yeah. I made more money, I definitely wanted to get one of these, but uh, Ryan's gentlemanly lover, Keith, worked on these and was like, Jana, no, don't do it. And I was like, okay, Keith, I won't. I really want one, but I won't. Um, so you said the first generation Murano. I did. Um, there's actually, well, a bunch of, like, first-generation cars in here. I've only got a couple that aren't, but my next one yeah, is the go through your list, first I got, I got gen Audi TT. So that car was essentially yep. 2000. I think 01 was the first model year we yep, got it no, here. Those, were, those came out earlier than that, dude. Maybe 2000 then. Maybe 99 was when you could actually buy one. 98. But, oh, my God. So that's even... Yeah. Okay. So even more so then... Yeah, that was a B5. But I mean, yeah, <laughs> if, you, if you got a, a first year Audi TT 1.8T manual with like the baseball glove stitched interior, whatever, like that car really did maintain Audi style until kind of like the B8. I mean, all the way through the B6, B6 and a half. So that was yeah, easily it, it into was the early 2000, 2010s. 2006, they changed it. Um, right, but I don't think the, the new body style looks as Audi as the original. No, the new body style I think really looks like uh, big stinky dog shit. But uh, that's just how my that's my personal feeling of it, and I really just absolutely do not like the newer body style. And apparently nobody else did because I have seen like five of them. Yeah, they didn't. <laughs> I don't think they the drove original. particularly well, and I think they were very expensive. No. But anyway, I just no. think that that car, like it, considering that you could buy one of those when I was seven years old, apparently they're still very good looking cars. Don't buy one because yeah, I'm no, sure they they're are. terrible. But uh, next one is even you know what? a actually, worse actually, car. Actually, I would say, <laughs> in the realm of Audis of oh, that yeah. era, oh yeah. If you were looking for one, I would say if you could get a well kept one eighty two twenty five manual TT, mm-hmm. um, yeah, two twenty five, mm-hmm. you're more likely to get a better car out of that than you would a B five or a B six. Oh, easily because yeah. that was likely used as a fun car. Mm-hmm. As opposed to just and it's owned driver. by an older, more wealthy demographic that put money into them in service, which is huge. Yeah, I think that would be a very important car, and that car for some reason just did not get touched in from like the mid two thousands tuner community. Like, yeah, they marketed the hell out of that. But I recall seeing like five of them that were heavily modified. I think it's just because they were too expensive for too long, so the tuners yeah, just moved on to something else. So um, and by I, the time that they were affordable, you could get a two OT for nothing. Right, so. which that turned out well. <laughs> yeah, but Volkswagen people they they're Volkswagen people don't even like learn. That's so. very true. They just keep they, buying into the pain. Alzheimer's victim with candy corn. They just go, ooh candy corn. They eat it. They go, this tastes like shit. They spit it out. And then they forget so about it. Go, again. Ooh candy corn and then the same thing happens. Mm-hmm. So that's a really good example like i do that with candy corn all the time i'm like oh hey this is gonna be great and then it's terrible your your brain sees the colors like that's gonna be delicious and then it isn't like this isn't burger king it's like candy but it's corn yeah they took the it's like fruitcake how did you make something that sounds so good taste so terrible one of my favorite easter eggs in the sims i'm not sure if you've seen this honey there's a trait where your character, a secret trait where your character loves fruitcake. Like, there's a small likelihood of it. Yeah, where that's why they give them to you when you uh, move in, but most of the time it makes you sick, but that's the only food you serve. That, that, that's so. the thing is, most people, like, it's the only food in the game where you'll be eating it, and the people that walk by you while you're eating it will have a negative reaction. <laughs> <laughs> that's accurate. 
<laughs> it's a really good idea. Um, but yeah, let's go through some of your other cars that you sure. have on your My Next here. one's also an Audi, but it is this one is can only be interpreted as pain. So it's the D3 Audi A8L. So this is the 2004 oh, A8. Very good-looking and ahead-of-its-time styling. However, this was nothing but chain motors, nothing but automatics, and, and just, nothing but air suspension. Problems. Yeah, this is this is I can't I I completely what? understand why I have not I'm seen one of these on the road. I'm gonna tell you a lot of good stories about this car. I'm gonna <laughs> tell you that every single drug dealer in Northwest Minneapolis <laughs> and like near North and Robbinsdale in that neighborhood, they all have D3 A8s, and they are all held together with twine, quite literally sometimes. Um, and every single one of them, they're like stanced out. Not on purpose. Unintentionally, yeah. Bumps, <laughs> they are all stands out. They're <laughs> fucking broken. <laughs> they are so bad. Ugh. Yeah, this is one of those cars where you see it. Keyword, you see it. You go, that's a new car. But then that's also to Audi's detriment. Because then you see that just clapped out and you go, how did somebody break their two-year-old Audi that quickly? <laughs> <laughs> like, wow, these are not well made. And it turns out that that is actually true. That is but... very true. <laughs> My, uh, my so oldest he... brother owned one of these at one point, and it's hard to even remember. And it was a nice one, and it still had problems. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. They're not good cars, by any means. Hinging um, on that, I actually want to talk about a really similar car from a similar manufacturer made in a similar actually, time. Which what, what is... Right before then, time out. Okay. Can we talk about the... It is better to make a car that ages poorly than a car... Like, ages poorly aesthetically... Than a car that ages poorly mechanically. Yeah, I think making have, cars that are not timeless is a, a decent thing to do. I think that because you're better off as a company. Because if you're clapped out, you know, B5 Audi is clapped out. Mm-hmm. It obviously mm-hmm. looks like it's from 1998. But like, if you're clapped out, 2004 A8 is broken. You have a problem because now you're like 20. You know, seventeen Q seven. It's the same styling cues. Yep, oh, it's gonna yeah. make your new cars look like shit. I mean, so anyway, yeah, the that's the one thing I want to mention. Came out in Europe in like two thousand seven. Like it was mm-hmm. a really early vehicle, so it makes sense. Um, so yeah, the next one like I wanted to mention is uh, the other drug dealer car. If they don't have a D three A eight, they have an E sixty five BMW seven forty five or seven fifty seven series. Yeah, and, and the reason a- why I bring this up is not because this car looks good or could be sold ten years later, but it's because it started something like the 2002 nissan design like the 1990 toyota design language it really broke the mold it it, the curviness of the rear end and everything Mm -hmm. and i that disgusting i hate this car so much yeah it's not a good car (laughs) but it gave us good things it gave us the e60 which is awesome gave us the e90 which is great all the bengal other cars were good i just this car i i hate it so much because it brought about some really good cars but it brought a, it brought along like the Mercedes CLAs and like oh. those the super curvy Mercedes of this of that era. It brought that along and it it killed some of my favorite designs. Scott was mentioning the other day that the current Mercedes are like his favorite styled cars. I'm like that's going to be a hard disagree for me. Like I like their faces look okay, but the back ends all look like melted butter. Like, I, I can't tell them apart, and they're just a little melty. I'm, I'm just I'm going to look up a 2020 Mercedes E series. Yeah, it, that's a hard pass at me, Scott. They all look the same, actually, and they're all melty. Uh, no, there was actually, um, the Janice. 
I mean, I seen new Mercedes and I really like them too. So I have to agree with Scott, but I I definitely see where you two are coming from, where they do look melty. But I think that's what I like. Maybe they'll age well because of it, but it's just one of those things. I'm just like, oh, the front ends look good. The AMG ones look good. The 2011 E class. Those are beautiful. That's my favorite E class. Yeah, that those are W two twelve. I think. Yep, that one. That's a the pre facelift W two twelve is my favorite E class. And the worst facelift as well. Oh yeah, what the they, hell? And Scott loves the facelift and he hates up. the pre facelift. It's just one of those they things. I'm like, that car. No, no, no. Oh see, that's that's where you're wrong. Because the pre facelift is beautiful with those angular fog lights and I love that. Just get, after that. It's a it's a W two twelve. I think is so. what it was. Let me see here. Okay. Yeah, it's either a 211 yeah. or 212. Yeah, that'd be the E class. Yeah, so that's what that is. So yeah, so pre facelift W212. I'm gonna look up the post facelift. Yeah, no, I'm. I want the angular. Give me the angular. Uh, this is the thing. With Mercedes. Yeah, an, an Mercedes. E63 AMG pre facelift is. A Mercedes can't. They don't do curvy well. Like when when they make a curvy car. That's true. It actually. Just, <laughs> like they just like every curvy car like. A Mercedes Ponton, beautiful car. <clears throat> Mercedes Fintail, so much better. Like a mm-hmm. um, the mid or sorry the late two thousands era S class. The what, what was that? The one that the W two twenty. Well, there's a one forty, which is the box, and then the bubbly one's two twenty. Yeah, so it's a two twenty. So the W one forty, I think, looked better than the W two twenty, with the exception of the wheel fitment. Um, yeah, the one forty was a pretty handsome car. Yeah, that was a handsome car, but we moved on to the 220. It got like kind of weird, you know. Like if you had an AMG, it looked good, but like the normal one, like just kind of. Yeah, you know? it was pretty lackluster. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like Mercedes, like when they do angular, they just kill it. Like the more angular, like the oh, yeah, G wagon. W204 C class is probably my favorite C class, and that thing was just designed with a ruler. Yeah, that's a that, that, yeah that that was actually the one I was thinking of, was the C class. Um, but yeah, the, like the C63 AMG of that is, mm-hmm. that was the last, I think that was the last great attainable Mercedes. Yeah, I mean, it's still an automatic, so I have trouble really liking it, but I mean, Jess bought one brand new, and she had it until she bought a CLA, and then she replaced oh. that with an RS3, so. What's their, um, they make a cool, kind of like, shooting brake almost crossover thing oh yeah it's, it's a GLE I know what you mean it's like an x6 done right no it's not that that's that that's a cheeky douche car um a shooting it, it, break I yeah I'm gonna have to look I'm gonna look on their website Is it you like go an through AMG some GT of... or something like that okay yeah I'll, I'll keep going yeah you, you look up some, <laughs> you, you t- tell me some of your cars uh, some more of your cars my next there. one is the 7 series that followed it is the F01 that car believe it or not was 2010 and it looks just like every brand new BMW so that thing legitimately with no changes I think could be sold today you know what is the GLC <sighs> The okay. GLC Coupe. So that's like the I new a, GLA. Yeah, okay. A, a GLC AMG Coupe actually looks good, even though it's not Coupe. Um, <laughs> but uh, so the F01, you said? Yep. That was your other yep. 7 Series? And that car is very handsome. And that if you get good. the 6-cylinder one, it's actually a pretty good car, too. 
Uh, next one, Wrangler JK. That thing came out in 2008. It's kind of a cheat card because it's a Wrangler and they all look exactly the same. But, I mean, if you look back uh, to the that TJ, was they, which they, was the first was a, Unlimited. That was a big update. It was. And it brought yeah. us, like, the mainstream four-door Jeep, which is now the basically the only thing they sell. Oh, no, Ryan dropped out. Um, maybe he's back. Are you back? Yeah, I would been here the whole time you dropped out i don't have your video yet but your audio is here that's weird um oh it's loading your video let me see yep now you're back uh, anyway so the jk wasn't the first unlimited so the four-door wrangler we got that in the tj for like two years and it wasn't that popular but they updated like you said it was a major update i mean they completely ground up revamped that thing and it it became the cult vehicle. I mean, they've always been popular, TJ and Pryor, but the JK they, really they brought made the mainstream. They a lot more, um, bro. I, I, they, I, I, I just, did, I can't say yeah. anything good about the JK Wrangler, because I, I detest that car with every fiber of my being. Um, deeply, very deeply detest that vehicle. Yeah, we I mean, um, get it with a six-speed manual. It's one of the few things you can still get with a stick. I mean, that's great and all, but I mean, like, I think that the TJ Wrangler long body was mm -hmm. like the last like super cool jeep well, i thought i think you're probably cool. right too because they're worth so much money and the <laughs> yeah, jks aren't worth cool. anything but well there's a trillion of them they all suck like <laughs> well next episode we're gonna talk about how much they suck so i'm not gonna i'm not gonna break any i'm not That's gonna fine. I'm not, I'm not going to ruin anything for the next episode. You're going to have to listen next week to hear uh, why those particularly suck. So so my next we'll one, as that. you mentioned prior, is the Kizashi. I think that one, I mean, that thing came out like 2010 as well. It's a very, very modern design. It's aged I think very well. older than that. Maybe. It was a, uh, I remember seeing the Super Bowl ad for it a long time ago. Um, and then my final one is the NC Miata. That no, car, I think, just aged really well because... They didn't really sell that many, and I don't see them. The NC Miata was, yeah, well, I mean, that's the thing is the NC Miata looked really good, but mm -hmm. the NC Miata was also the redheaded stepchild of Mazda's because it was the so slowest heavy. and heaviest of yeah. all of them. It and didn't then, really like, fit the Miata um, uh, book of rules very well, but well, I still, they, it's one of my favorites. Yeah, I mean, like, I, it's just that uh, the reason that the NC is so frowned upon is because the Indy is so much better. Because um, the NC. Like that's a it was that era when everything got hit with pedestrian safety oh, yeah. and like fuel economy stuff all at the same time out of out of like left field and probably like the, that, uh, that was about the time the small front overlap test came out too yeah so maybe exactly that's what I'm talking about yeah, like all those safety oh, things so or this made it very difficult to make a very good car is I call it our the the mini malaise because we had like a little like four year malaise thing where just everything sucked a lot okay. and while well, they figured everything out. That's pretty um, accurate, yeah. Damn. Um, so actually, speaking of that era, I mm -hmm. want to talk about the Scion TC, the second okay. generation TC. Oh, ooh, I forgot they even did a second gen of that car. <laughs> that car, that car looks like the tits. I'm not gonna lie. Like, I really wish that that car didn't suck. Um, it, it, that car actually didn't even suck. It was actually a it very competent car. It, it was, was still it was just a, a 2.4 2AZ. You could get it with a stick, which was great, but I mean, still front-wheel drive, still kind of heavy. Wasn't that powerful? I've, I've driven those, and I've driven RSXs, mm -hmm. and that is every bit the good car that a RSX is. It is a RSX that's a little bit comfier, but it feels 
just as competent on the road as Acura RSX. Does it feel as fast as an RSX? Or, sorry, RSX? <laughs> a ma manual, with the exception of the RSX Type S. Yeah, but everyone yes. bought the Type S. But, yeah, but I mean, like, usually when people have an RSX, most of the RSXs in the world aren't. True. So, uh, this compared to a normal RSX, not a Type S, is so much better. You are a fool to buy a normal RSX over a TC. But the, what, okay, um, what year did they facelift, or sorry, replace the TC with first to second gen? Because the RSX was pretty early. Was yeah, that, like that 2003 was. 2003 or 2010? That was on the first gen 2010. Launched. Yeah, okay, so it's a completely... It's like a generation newer vehicle, so it should be better. That's true, but I mean, it, you know, 180 horsepower, though. I mean, it's 0, fine. 60, and 6.5 six and seconds, 15-second quarter mile. Normally, Those I would the make the on it. argument be like, oh, yeah, it's 180 horsepower, but it'll last forever, but so well the K-Series, so... But this is the thing, is a 15-1 and a quarter mile, that's as fast as a G35. Like, that that's a car people really like because of the value that that mm -hmm. car has for performance sure. with when you get a manual i mean that's a very good car especially when you think of this as being a car like you're paying nothing for around insurance because yeah, it's just like it, it's a hairdresser car that so. is actually a very impressive quarter mile time for that thing i didn't even know yeah that. The, and oh. that's like that's what a rsx did like it's every bit as fast as rsx i think that's a, a very very good car people sleep on um so you said the Murano, the first gen. I'm gonna say a second gen Murano. Okay, uh, is a hmm. really good example because I think the second gen could be sold today. Um, I'm surprised it like, isn't. <laughs> I feel like yeah, that was just like a light facelift, and then they, they, yeah. I would have left it the way it was, and then like fix the rest of your catalog. But whatever, they decided to make another generation. Um, first gen cross I mean, cab. Mm, oh yeah. Yeah. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> Still. This is my last one that's on my list officially, but a couple others I can mention as well. Um, the Toyota Venza is yeah. the weirdest car because that crossover, that lackluster crossover, has a crazy cult following. Does the Accord like, Cross Tour have that as well, or no? Not even a little bit. Okay. <laughs> like huh. nobody wants that. Like you get you get that car. If there's nothing else on the lot. <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, Honda ever made that to a crossover, they should have put just put normal Accord suspension <laughs> in it and pulled it in an Accord wagon because that was the worst crossover. But yeah, the Venza, like, so weird. and then the Acura ZDX as well. I mean, those were all just that weird lifted sedan thing. Ah, God. And the the worst part is the back seat. That was like when they did the fastback crossovers. The back seat was just atrocious to try and do anything with. Well, remember um, even like the five and three series GTs? Like, what the hell was that? Yeah, those, those sucked. And like well. people, like people would yell at me when I said I didn't like them. I'm like, no, that car sucks. However, the Venza, like that's got like a really big cult following. Like people really love that. And it's also that was one of the first cars that have the 3.5 liter in it. The 2GR, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, that was a big deal. Apparently, you get a four cylinder in it. I've never oh, seen yeah. a four cylinder. Oh, a lot of them uh, were sold with the 2AZ. A lot of them had the uh, the single exhaust pipe, and then they had the uh, punch out still in place on the rear bumper for the other. <laughs> no, this is uh, the 2.7 liter 1AR. Oh, really? Yeah, so you get yeah, a 1AR or down. a 2GR, hmm. and I think I've that car aesthetically, like, is a very pretty a very pretty vehicle. Um, eventually, the reason we didn't get a new one was, was the plant that it was made in. Um, in America, got sold or something. I don't know what happened with that. But uh, the third generation Venza is actually the um, Acura 
RX, or not the Acura, the Lexus RX or whatever it is. But the Toyota Harrier. What? Yeah, the, sorry, the, yeah, the Lexus RX, okay. the current generation RX, that's the successor to the Venza in Japan. Oh, but it, like, so isn't. It's a completely different vehicle. Right. Okay, all right. But, I mean, like, that's the thing is, like, that's how we didn't get it is the plant in America they were using the Venza that they were using to build the Venza mm -hmm. they decided to like build something else there it was like ah, totally different great and then <laughs> the Venza in Japan became the next generation Lexus RX so you couldn't really do anything with it hmm. like, you're kind of stuck like you're like what do you do build a whole new plant for some like right yeah your tooling probably isn't compatible. that doesn't have a place right like, yeah so <laughs> that what that kind of got the axe um <laughs> Talking about some weird cars that I think were ahead of their time, mm -hmm. um, I really want to mention the Dodge Colt Vista. <laughs> That's just a weirdo car that comes up like to me. A lot of weird Mitsubishi like '80s products. They were really ahead of their time. Like the Diamantes, I think aesthetically looked better than they were. Yeah. You see, like, yeah. I think it's like a '92 Diamante. M A N T E. I just want to make sure that's the year I was thinking of. Diamante. Yeah, the 92 Mitsubishi Diamante, like, looked really good. Um, that did not look like a 92, especially when you compare it to, like I said, the Cresta. Looks like an 87 Yeah, I think Camry, the, the 92 Diamante looked a lot like, like a 96 to me, kind of in that yeah. era. The, the headlights well, do still really That's when they really discontinued dated, but... the Diamante. was in 96, that yeah. first-gen Diamante. So that's when it should have like, started. Yeah, exactly. And then 90... The 90, 95 through 2005 Diamante mm -hmm. were the same. It was the same car the whole time, and that like they just look so much better than like what you saw. Because like if you saw like a 92, 93 Diamante and you parked that next to a seven series, like that Diamante looked way better than this competition. Oh yeah, I mean considering a 92, the seven series you could buy was still an E32, which is a 1988, mm -hmm. and they they did not update that car at all until 1995 nope. when they canned it for the E38 so yeah 88 to 94 no changes so yeah like really Mitsubishi in the 80s like they were just killing it left and right um there's also some like weird cars from the Malays I'm gonna leave the Malays out of it because I could just like talk about Malays weird shit for a long time like a 78 Ford Mustang Fox body compared to a Camaro it's just like what <laughs> Like that car, that car made sense in like 1988, mm -hmm. and like in 78, like 10 years prior to that, like why would anybody buy a Camaro at that point in time? Well, so it's probably because people liked the bigger car, and that's probably why the Camaro sold so well. But yeah, but I mean, like that that Fox body is just like so ahead of its time. Yes, um, the Fox platform was it's unbelievable how early that came out. Yeah, and that that's it's kind of and like I could talk about like a lot of weird Malays cars, so I'm just gonna kind of leave that one sort of out of the picture mm -hmm. um and then i'm also i'm not sure how you feel about this this one i'm a little weird on the third generation supra if you think about the fact that it was 1986 that came out yeah i like the point two of that car the point one i don't much care for but when you compare it to other cars from 1986 i mean that was 86 that was the first post moise generation of cars right, but you could get a stereo in 1986 uh, couldn't you yeah, you could, but if you put a Starion next to a third gen, not a second gen Supra, a mm -hmm. third gen, like a Starion next to my Supra I used to have, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. But when you put that next to a second gen, like that does not make sense. 
So. I guess. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, like you put it next to a 6 series, that thing was from the Neolithic era. Yeah, and that's what I'm talking about. Like, I, I just think that one was like... It's very modern. Mm-hmm. It was very modern. I don't think 10 years later, but I think like 5 years. And then, oh, RX-7. Well, there's a ton of stuff. Yeah. Yes, that's true. Yeah, that was a very... The the really... The cars that embrace that bubble melty style really did yeah. well. So, um, but yeah, I mean... Oh, shoot, I have one more that was on my list that was on the second page. The Nissan Elegrand. I don't know what that is. That is the super high trim level Nissan minivan in Japan. Okay. And if you look at that, if you like, if I'm you gonna Wikipedia, have to now. Yeah, if you Wikipedia the, I think yeah, the second generation Nissan Elegrand. Um, the E fifty one Elegrand, that one. If you look at that and then you compare that to like other minivans from two thousand two. Oh wow. Yeah, dude, that car like or that minivan was well, modern. In this vein then, and that was that was that yeah. was brought by the same company at the same year that the Avon Time was brought out. And I should mention yeah. the Avon Time because that thing is still brand new looking. Yeah, yeah this in O two? Oh my god. Even the wheels looked similar on this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like this this van? Like what's the the Chevy what's God, what's the Chevy's like little shitbox um like delivery van that they Oh sell? yeah, they they call it uh city express that, yeah that that turd looks 10 years older than this than the second well, generation okay nissan that's Elgrand. because it's based on a 10 year old centra and it's made by nissan the chevy yeah the city express really? is a nissan yeah oh i didn't know that it's an mv200 yeah, so, okay yeah so yeah the NV, the those ones like mm-hmm. even then like if you think about the fact that the second generation Elgrand came out in 2002 yeah like, that's nuts that was that was put on the market the same year that the Chevy Cavalier was still being made. You could buy a brand new Chevy Astro. Yeah, like seriously, like this van like is awesome. And you could also get it with a automatic, not a CVT unlike the Quest. So, that's It was only point. sold with a 5-speed automatic and two versions of the VQ, the 25 mm-hmm. and 35. Yeah, but I mean like they're really cool vans. That was one of the vans that kind of kicked off the VIP van style was their second mm, generation. I could see that. Yeah, those VIP really well. Factory yeah. side skirts and just really clean shapes. Yeah, like Definitely. all you need to do is you just got to put on some like um some yo- some like SSR professor wheels and lower it like air suspension yeah. and then you have a you have a VIP vehicle. You don't have to do anything on the outside. Put some well, yeah, I was going to say put some wood trays and a fiber optic yeah. headliner. Like it's all about inside work that you do. <laughs> yeah. All right, so if you guys know of any other cars that would fit our 10-year split, Janet, did you have any that you wanted to add to that? Yeah, I think the Jeep Renegade, it looks pretty timeless. I know that's pretty new, but that's fair. That's fair. I think, like, even if it... I think 10 years, that's going to come. Yeah, that sounds still look really good. The, the, we're talking about the Renegade, their little Fiat thing. The Fiat one, yeah. How do you feel about that, Eric? Well, I mean, that came out in 2015, I think. I think 2025 it'll still look pretty decent. I think so too, but like, there's a lot of stuff that passes the five-year rule, so we'll just have to see. But I mean, the fact that that thing really took some chances with like the X taillights and everything, yeah, probably true. I mean, like I the, think that's the compass really and the one. Patriot are just piles of crap. Like those are so aged in the uh, Casher clunkers, whatever thing. But the the Renegade looks way better. To be fair, when the Jeep 
Compass, the first generation Jeep Compass came out, it looked like I saw one. I thought it was a used car from Mexico that I'd never heard of. <laughs> like, you could see the like, cheapness. It was like, right like, why is this like weird old Mexican car at the auto show? In like, why does it smell like Fanta in front of me? <laughs> this is weird. <laughs> uh, but is that your only one, honey? Or did you have any other ones that you're thinking of? Um, I I haven't really like. I don't know. I don't. I, the Fiat was a really good one because they didn't yeah. change it, and but I know that's why it didn't sell too. That's yeah, true. I, that I, came out in two thousand eight. I think that's a that's a really good example. Is that Fiat five hundred did look when they when they killed that? If that had just been brought to America, the only reason they killed that is it had been out for ten years. Oh, well, it had been out like, for. Oh, you're talking first or second gen? Generation. Okay, yeah, I was talking second gen, which had been out for four years in the rest of the world before we got it, and then they didn't yeah, yeah, update that's what it. I'm talking about. Yeah, the, the water cooled 500, yes. the real 500. <laughs> okay. Because if you want to get in the first and second generations, the 500 you're thinking of is technically the third generation. Whatever. Just yeah, have a shut up and do your next story. <laughs> anyway, speaking of old ass cars, um, I want to talk about a car that was on sale on, on uh, Brian Trailer. It was the first one that I've ever seen on Brian Trailer. Okay. A Duesenberg. Uh, ding! Yeah. Um, so this one also makes oh, me feel God really good. It. Every week there's some shitty pre-war car. <laughs> <sighs> so the, oh, this one's especially shitty because it's not even the Duesenberg we like. It's it does have a straight Model 8, though. A. Mm. It's a smaller one. Uh, this one only weighs, I think, like 3,000 pounds. And it's got like 88 horsepower. But what I thought you would like about this car is this car is actually very unique in that it's got a cantered windshield, mm-hmm. like a, fa- a really modern looking windshield, and an aluminum body. That aluminum body's cool. Then you could winter use it. Yeah, so it's actually really cool. Um, but what's really important about this, since this is not a uh, Model J, the one that everybody knows, like when you think of a Duesenberg with a mustache front bumper, this one's got this just a straight front bumper. Mm-hmm. And it's way smaller. They are not nearly as desirable so this one sold for two hundred and eleven thousand dollars okay um which is like chump change for a duesenberg um it's a one of one with like spe- like hand coach built bodywork from mcnear um and it just feels really good because as i'm getting ready to get a house i plan to rent out in the future duesenbergs are getting so close to being affordable there it's just like it's so it's it's, it's like just right. have it go I down our fifty thousand dollars. Two hundred eleven thousand dollars is not affordable. But I mean, like one hundred fifty thousand dollars. That's like at the point. Of, that, that's like dream car affordable. Like that's like something that you can aspire to. You okay. Know? I, I, like that. Yeah. It's a Z eight. Like that's a, that's a, that, that's like it's something like that where it's like that. if you're the hundred fifty thousand point, like it's out of reach. But it's not like a million dollar car out of reach. Sure. It's like, yeah, it's not M1 Pro car out of reach. It's exactly. Out of reach. It, it, it's like it's like you if you try really 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 hard, you can do this. So that's why I'm getting really excited. The closer these are getting to being something that I can afford, um, and it's also pretty cool because I just I want to be a landlord one day and just be able to go to my renters and my, pull up my Duesenberg smoking a cigar with my top hat and take their money. You let them rent again, eh? <laughs> Don't let it happen again. <laughs> you looking at yeah, the side of a concrete glass, huh? <laughs> it'd be great. I'd, I'd be so excited. So... I thought this was something that is worth. I don't uh, know why you don't have sure. an upright piano that you can just go bam on all day long. I would love that. Gianna, are you gonna have any upright piano? No, I want a baby grand. Gianna wants a baby grand. Oh, okay. That's not gonna look right doing that kind of shenanigans on, but okay, fine. 
but one day. <laughs> Maybe we'll words. just have a room full mm -hmm. of pianos, you know? You could have both, yeah. Either way, mark my day. One day I'll be collecting rent checks. Mark my day. Work. Okay, sounds good. In the 1800s, they used to have a piano that turned into a bed. <laughs> that was also an upright piano, so... What the? It was like a Murphy bed upright? Yeah, uh, That's like, I was watching cool. a video of somebody that uh, made a tiny home, but she was like a Civil War reenactor, and so she made it, you know, Civil War-y, and she had a piano <laughs> that turned into a bed, and she was like, these were real things, and this was like the master bed. Okay. And you know what? Okay, we will get an upright piano, but it'll also be a bed. That's fine. Perfect. Perfect. That way, when we're Bumping at least the whole neighborhood will be able to hear the sound. <laughs> You're gonna have to tune it like every other day. Anyway, I want to move on to my story about a company that's no longer collecting rent checks. <laughs> like that segue, pretty good. Yeah. Hertz filed for bankruptcy last night. Hertz rental oh. car. That hurts. That giant so they, conglomerate. You're, you're saying that they got a Hertz donut. <laughs> Uh, uh, Good. Uh, I always hated working with them. So <laughs> they're, they're God, it's a terrible company. So yeah, like other than the fact that they yeah, brought us well, the GT three fifty H, I don't care. Do you remember care. when we went to when we went to Alabama and we rented a Hertz car, but I put it in my name, but I used my mom's credit card. Oh no! Because I was just like the one I was trying to help her out, so I put it in my name. And so I was there. My mom was standing next to me. And, like, we had our IDs out, and her ID matched her credit card. And I was going my ID, that which matched the reservation. And I'm like, we're the same person. Do you want me? Do you want my, my birth certificate? I happen to have that in my pocket because I forgot to take it out because I needed that, to Ryan. update some, like, stuff for good karma. And I just didn't take it out of my pocket before I went on vacation. <laughs> it's just like, oh, my God. They were awful. So, you know what I did is I stood there. And I made sure not to leave their line so everybody would have to wait for me to queue. While Good. I called the Ace rental car that was the next booth over, I grabbed a business card from the person sitting like direct next to her. I stood in line and just like just totally fucked up their day. And like called them, made a reservation over the phone, and then walked one person over and then got the car from there. They also have uh, two locations in San Francisco. Okay. And oh. There's one at the airport, and then there's one across the highway from the airport. Oh, but the one, no. and they don't tell you which one's which. And so my dad warned me because um, he, because my sister lives in Monterey, and we just always fly into San Francisco. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so he learned before me that there's this trick, and he warned me, and we did as much research as we could to try to avoid the tricky one that you have to have to get an uber for like literally there's no other way yep. to get to this when i went to SFO, except for an uber. i had to uber to and from the rental car yeah and so like he we, we did everything we could to try to get it from the airport one, and we we got it and they transferred our rental last minute to the one that we had to uber to and oh my god i've never been more upset G in my life Jan's missing the most irritating part of this is you know how much I love the Mitsubishi Mirage, right? Mm-hmm. Oh no. I rented from Hertz because they were the only company that listed a Mitsubishi Mirage. <laughs> and when I made the reservation, I called up and I specified I want a Mitsubishi Mirage. Cause not or want... similar. Yeah, not or similar. I want that effing Mirage. I've used all of our F words. Um, we... like, I wanted I wanted this 
It's damn Mirage. We should talk about rental car stories as an episode, because I've got a bunch, too. We really should, because between all of us, there's been there's some insane... use Turo now. Like, it's just I'm gonna not worth it. Create 167 yeah. right now and make a topic. <laughs> yeah, because we, we have to, because, like, that's just. We have so many crazy stories. And I just turned 25 last year. I shouldn't have this many crazy rental car stories. Yeah, you've had one year to rent cars. <laughs> She's had one year and they've already ruined her life. Like, honestly, like, this is why we have, whenever we have guests, we have the arbitrage question What car do you buy? For three, for the price of your rental car. Seriously, like it, it's it's less of a hassle. Yeah, even if it's double, even if it's double what you would pay for that rental, which it probably won't yeah. be, it's worth buying. Even if you just abandon it, file the vins off, and leave it on the side of the road. It is just absolutely. Oh my god. Well, it's like you're gonna get something that's more exciting and better to drive, and that's like why I specifically wanted a Mirage because I want a car that like when I'm driving at 80 miles an hour, it's gonna be at the limit. Cause I'd be having fun. Um, and being in Atlanta, you know that's average cruising speed on the highway. So I'm like, I'm about it. Like, or not Atlanta, but like California. Like that's average cruising speed down the highway. So I'm mm-hmm. like, this is gonna be really fun to drive at like 80 miles an hour. Cause I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna feel like I'm in a rocket ship. And like, that was my whole like thought pattern. And no, I ended up getting a Corolla, which is it was okay. That is nowhere that's, near as good as a Mirage. No, not at all. So, that's uh, that's, that, that's very why poorly. I, that's why I actually when we went to Monterey Car Week, I said I was going to review my rental, and I never did because it's just Hertz decided to ruin that for me. No, nope. anyway. good riddance, Hertz. We don't miss you. Yeah, yeah, you can go rotten hell. Anyway, so, so a proper good riddance is needed there. Yeah, and like yeah. I saw the story, I'm like, oh no, and then I'm like, oh wait, no, I hate that company. I'm yeah. Like, <laughs> Yeah, Hertz blows. And their rental oh. racers suck, too, because they never actually had the Shelby engine in them. Because one person rent it, yank the Shelby engine out, put in a normal Ford 305, and then drive it back, and nobody would know. So, yeah, Hertz was never any good. Anyway. That's fair. What did we learn this week? Did you learn anything? Uh, um, no. Okay. Well, no, I spent too much time inside. Me and Jana finished up watching Shira. What uh, is that? It, it, it's you know the female version of He-Man, Shira. It's on Netflix. It's a really good cartoon series. I learned that that cartoon series is every bit as good of a cartoon series as Star Wars: The Clone Wars, which for like any cartoon fan, that's like the strongest praise you could ever give a cartoon. I so. haven't watched either of them, but I will take your word for it unequivocally. It is the I. I'm going to have to get back to you on this like a month from now, but right now I'm saying that I actually like that series as a whole better than I like the Clone Wars. So. Alright. Well, there we'll follow go. up with it. I, I learned that despite uh, everyone telling, like, all the companies I ordered from saying that oh, shipping's delayed, I get everything in three days, and it just adds to my instant gratification, so I keep buying things, which is not good, but you know. It is nice that Prime has kind of returned to regular, though, because like during yeah. the part of the pandemic, we were like two month delivery windows, and now it's like back to three days. Yeah, like well, Neondies was like, we're having a sale, and it's going to take a long time for your package, and I was like, okay, no problem. I already have five onesies. I, 
I can wait for my sixth one. And then it showed up like literally three days later. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I have a new onesie now. Oops. Well, anyway, thank you for listening. Uh, we always enjoy telling you about weird things about the automotive world. And we'll join you next week. Yep. Thanks for Holy listening. Holy crap! Guys. We didn't plug Patreon. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash carbitrage. We'll see you next week. There we go. Bye. 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 Bye.